Hi, and welcome to another episode of a Light Unto My Path podcast. I'm your host, Howard Sides, and today we're going to continue our study through the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 21 and verse 8. Uh, we started this in the last podcast, and we uh, got through a portion of the verse, so we'll continue that today. Uh, so let's just read verse 8. Uh, like I said in the last one, it, it'll take a while to get through it to uh, hit all of these issues that we're talking about here today. So uh, we'll just pick up where we leave off each time if we have to. All right, Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Today we're picking up with the uh, third category here, abominable. Uh, in the last podcast we mentioned um, some people like to take these uh, this list here and claim that if you know if you're guilty of any of these you're not going to go to heaven uh, that's not at all what's being said here uh, it, it's not a characteristic or anything of that nature uh, and then it uh, it it leads off with uh, two unusual characteristics fearful and unbelieving and, and then it gets into some of these um, you know that are just assumed to be very, very bad and all this kind of thing but it, there's a reason for it. And, and again, we, we as human humans like to categorize uh, and I don't know how you'd say it, um, uh, compare uh, the sins that we commit based on the other sins people commit. Well, the sin I committed is not so bad as the sin you committed. And, when we get down to the bottom of it, it's not what we do. It's it's who he is. That That's what it's all about anyway. And so, therefore, when we get into uh, who he is versus what we do, uh, we start to see that it doesn't matter what the sin is. They're all bad. Sin is sin. God doesn't rank them. God doesn't rate them. Uh, God doesn't punish us on anything of that. Uh, it, it's it's seeing a scene okay um, let's get into this next one here and, and study this for a little bit uh, abominable now the Greek word here is uh, if I can say this right bedeluso bedeluso it's b-d-e-l-u-s-s-o um, and this is a presumed derivative of bedio which means to stink literally bedio means to stink and it means to be disgusting, detestable, or loathsome. That's what abominable means. It's not a snowman. <laughs> okay, now this word is a passive participle, which indicates that these people being described here have become abominable because they participated in activities which are considered abominable to God. Uh, the harlot of Revelation is described as having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations, and filthiness of her fornication. So there's that association with the abominations. Now, what sort of activities are we talking about that are considered abominable to God? And, and uh, this is all 
based on and according to uh, the law of Moses, and, and there's a lot of them. Uh, a big one is partaking or eating of what is called unclean animals. Unclean animals. Now, I wasn't going to take the time to read it, but we might as well. We're here, right? Leviticus chapter 11 uh, covers this sin of eating unclean animals or partaking which basically means eating, okay? Uh, let's see. All right, Leviticus chapter 11, uh, and it's in verses 10 uh, down through 42. Big chunk of Scripture covers this. Big chunk of Scripture. Uh, we'll just read it and see what we learn here. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 10. And all that have not fins and scales in the sea, and in the rivers, and all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination unto you. You shall not eat of their flesh, but you shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever hath no fins nor scales in the water, that shall be an abomination unto you. All right, so what it's talking about here is anything that swims in the water that doesn't have fins. Of course, that that does have fins or fish uh, and scales. So those that don't have fins uh, or scales could be um, snakes. Well, snakes do have scales, don't they? <laughs> um, tadpoles. <laughs> there you go. Clams. Oh, yeah. Shrimp. Oh, yeah. All of those things. Uh, I, I know you're picking up the background noise. Uh, that's my wife she's in the kitchen cooking and chopping stuff up in the blender so <laughs> I just have to overhear that I guess you'd say overlook it overhear it uh it goes on uh Leviticus 11 verse 13 and these are they which ye shall have an abomination among the fowls they shall not be eaten that are an abomination uh the eagle and the ossifrage and the osprey and the vulture and the kite after his kind Every raven after his kind. Every raven, after that's a raven, that's a crow, etc., etc. Verse 16, and the owl, and the nighthawk, and the cuckoo, and the hawk after his kind. Red-tailed hawk, yellow-tailed hawk, hook-nosed hawk, whatever all kinds of hawks there are. Verse 17, and the little owl, and the cormorant, and the great owl, and the swan, and the pelican, and the... I think that's gear eagle, G-I-E-R, could be gyre eagle. Verse 19, and the stork, the heron after her kind, and the lapwing, and the bat. <laughs> Who wants to eat a bat? Yuck. Verse 20, all fowls that creep, going upon all four, shall be an abomination unto you. Yet these may ye eat of every flying, creeping thing that goeth upon all four, which have legs above their feet, to leap with all upon the earth. Even these of them ye uh, may eat, the locust after his kind, and the bald locust after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you. And for these ye shall be unclean. Whatsoever toucheth the carcass of them shall be unclean even uh, until the even. And whatsoever beareth aught of the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. The carcasses of every beast which divideth the hoof and is not cloven-footed, nor cheweth the cud, 
are unclean unto you. Every one that touches them shall be unclean. Uh, that's talking about like a pig right there. Verse 27, And whatsoever goeth upon his paws among all manner of beasts that go on all four, those are unclean unto you. Whoso touches their carcass shall be unclean even until the even. Um, that's cats and dogs. 28, And he that beareth the carcass of them that wash his clothes and be unclean unto the even, they are unclean unto you. These also should be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind. Mm, can't eat turtles. Uh, verse 30, And the ferret and the chameleon and the lizard and the snail and the mole. These are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever doth touch them when they be dead shall be unclean until the even. And upon whatsoever any of them, when they are dead, doth fall, it shall be unclean, whether it be any vessel of wood, or raiment, or skin, or sack, whatsoever vessel it be, wherein any work is done, it must be put into water, and it shall be unclean until the even, so it shall be cleansed. Now, we have the foresight of looking back and seeing what the Lord's talking about. In their day, they had no idea what he's talking about. Now, of course, what he's talking about here is if you're touching... Uh, if you touch any dead animal by mistake or whatever, you're to wash your clothes. Well, you know why? That's getting rid of the bacteria and, and stuff that's harmful to us. Well, they didn't know what that was back then. Uh, what was it? Bacteria was um, discovered by Louis Pasteur in 18-something, like 1890-something, late 1800s. So it was a while before we even knew that was a thing. Uh, goes on, verse 33. And every earthen vessel, whereinto any of them falleth, whatsoever it is in it, shall be unclean, and ye shall break it. An earthen vessel, do you know why? Because it's porous. Washing it would not be good enough. The uh, bacteria or whatever would be soaked into the fabric or into the makeup of these earthen vessels. Verse 34. Of all meat which may be eaten, that on which such water cometh shall be unclean. And all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything whereupon any part of their carcass falleth shall be unclean, whether it be oven or ranges for pots, they shall be broken down. For they are unclean and shall be unclean unto you. Nevertheless, a fountain or pit wherein there is plenty of water shall be clean, but that which touches their carcass shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass fall upon any sowing seed which is to be sown, it shall be clean. But if any water be put upon the seed, and any part of their carcass fall thereon, it shall be unclean unto you. Uh, now this is a reference, of course they wouldn't have known this in that day, but if you remember when the um, Puritans first came to America, and befriended the Indians, and they showed them how to grow corn, they would put a fish in with the seed to raise the corn. So there you go. Verse 39. And if any beast of which ye may eat die, he that toucheth the carcass thereof shall be unclean until the even. Now, of course, this even is evening. Okay. Verse 40. He that eateth of the carcass of it shall wash his clothes, and be unclean until the even. He also that beareth the carcass of it shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. 
And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth shall be an abomination. It shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, and whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them ye shall not eat, for they are an abomination. So there's uh, <laughs> quite a few animals considered unclean that uh, some people eat today uh, that would have been to the Jew considered unclean. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, now, uh, we spent a lot of time on that one. Let's go on to this. Uh, these other activities that are considered an abomination, yeah, abomination to God. Uh, there's homosexual behavior. Uh, Leviticus 18, verse 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Now, I don't know how else you read that verse. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's saying that a man should not lay with a man as he does a woman. That's clearly defining the roles there. And then he clearly says after that, it is, an ab it is abomination. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13, it goes on. If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman. That lays out the structure. A man is supposed to have sex with a woman, not with a man. Both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Friends, that's clearly outlaying homosexual behavior and what God thinks about it. It doesn't matter what I think about it. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter what they think about it. All that matters is what the Lord says about it. And clearly, it's an abomination to him. And he uh, doesn't allow it. Um, another one, bestiality. Well, I mean, that makes sense if homosexuality makes sense. But bestiality would be, if you don't know what that is, which I'm sure you probably do, but just to be clear, bestiality is describing uh, humans uh, having sex with Animals, having sex with animals. Um, oh my goodness, I just lost my place here. Jumped up a couple of pages. Hang on, trying to get there. Sorry about this. Okay. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> okay. Bestiality. There we go. All right. Leviticus 18, 23 through 26. Uh, Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereunto. It is confusion. Lord have mercy, ain't that the truth? I mean, how much clearer can you be, right? Uh, verse 24. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all these, the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. <laughs> uh, another one, improper consumption of an offering. Leviticus 19, 7. And if it be eaten at all on the third day, it is abominable. It shall not be accepted. This is talking about um, 
uh, food that is set aside for an offering unto the Lord. There were rules and uh, regulations about that stuff. Most of the time when you sacrifice them, uh, you offer them up unto the Lord. And then after the sec uh, ceremony, uh, many times that food was uh, consumed by the priest. Uh, many times that's how they got their meat and uh, uh, their bread, things like that. Uh, another one, idol worship. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 25 through 26. The graven images of their gods shall be burned with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. Now note here that he is not saying uh, that you destroy the God and uh, that that's the thing not to bring in. He's going further than this. Read it again. The graven images of their gods shall ye burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them. So in other words, when you put that idol in the fire and it melts down and there's silver and gold left, the Lord's saying, you don't even take that stuff. You don't even put that stuff in your house. It is a cursed thing because that's what the idol was made out of. And he's saying, basically, you're going to be cursed and, and tempted to do the same thing. That's that's why I'm, I think that's why, it, because it's associated with the idol worship. There's nothing wrong with gold, nothing wrong with silver, but it's because it had been applied to that. That, that, I think that's what cursed that, that stuff. Um, another one, child sacrifice. And you think, well, we, we don't do any of that today. Really? Um, there is a form of child sacrifice that goes on even in America today uh, when parents do not take their children to church, but basically let them sit in front of a TV and play video games and never interact with them. Uh, tell them the difference between right and wrong. Uh, commit heinous acts with them. And of course, the children aren't guilty. That I mean, they don't know any different. Um, they're victims in this, but but they have become a sacrifice when you do these things. Deuteronomy chapter twelve, verse thirty-one: Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord which he hateth have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. So if you really want to know what the Lord thinks about an abomination, that verse right there tells you, which he, what? Hateth. The Lord hates. When he calls it an abomination, it's something that the Lord hates. There's no question when he calls something an abomination how he feels about it. He hates it. Deuteronomy 18, verse 10 through 12. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. He said, don't even let them people around you. Don't keep company with them. Uh, another one is offering an imperfect sacrifice. Uh, Deuteronomy 17.1, Thou shalt not sacrifice unto the Lord thy God any bullock, or sheep wherein is blemish, or any evil favoredness, for that is an abomination unto the Lord thy God. That's 
clearly laid out, no blemishes or anything. They're supposed to check them. Oh, well, I didn't know it was there. Yeah, well, you're supposed to check it really, really closely. Uh, another ring, worshiping other gods, including astral bodies, things in the sky, stars, sun, the moon. Deuteronomy 13, 13 through 14, certain men, the children of Belial, are gone out from among you and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which ye have not known. Then shalt thou inquire and make search and ask diligently, and behold, if it be truth and the thing certain, that such abomination is wrought among you. Deuteronomy 17, 3 through 4. And hath gone and served other gods and worshipped them, either the sun or moon or any of the host of heaven, which I have not commanded. And it be told thee, and thou hast heard of it, and inquired diligently, and behold, it be true, and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought in Israel. Now what these two verses are saying here is that uh, certain men, uh, children of Belial, these are uh, people, uh, priests, if you will, who know this Babylonian mystery religion. Uh, and they go into the cities and say, hey, let's go and serve other gods which you have not known. Let me introduce you into something new. People are always looking for something new, something different. And so uh, they're intriguing, and you start asking questions. And, and when you uh, ask diligently and uh, you think it's true, so uh, something certain, uh, it seems to be proven a fact in front of you, and you go and start worshiping stuff like that, and you're tricked into it, hooked into it. And he says this is an abomination. Um, another one is uh, sorcery, witchcraft, soothsaying, and interpreting omens. Um, many of these, I know you know what they are, and, and, and they're uh, detestable things or banned things, but uh, this is just a list I had gathered up. Um, some people may not know. I mean, really, that, that's our whole point of here is learning, right? So that, that's why we're going through all these and, and figuring out what we've got here. Um Yeah, I've got. All right. Uh, sor sorcery, witchcraft, soothsaying, interpreting omens. Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Now, this is a big list. We don't, I'm not going to take the time to go through what each and every one of these are. Um, but I will bring this out. These familiar spirits, uh, these are things that they know about. And the reason they know about them is because, again, they had their beginnings back with Nimrod and the Tower of Babel, which was basically a pyramid. It wasn't like a round build like we think of today. It was a pyramid. And that tip point at the top uh, served as a beacon pointing to where uh, like a radio broadcasting antenna that would focus the signal to where they thought Satan and these dark powers were uh, to draw them in. Uh, and so these spirits were kind of familiar that way, okay? Uh, and you think, wait a minute, pyramids and all that? Well, yeah, where do you think all them pyramids all over the world came from? If they were just in Egypt, 
uh, might have a different answer. But they're in Egypt, they're in Peru, they're in Mexico, they're in uh, Bolivia, I think it is. They're they're in Belgium. Uh, they're everywhere. Well, how could that be? Well, because when God confounded their language, he didn't wipe their brains clear. They still had those same religious practices. And when they spread out across the world, they took those worshiping practices with them. That's the whole reason God wanted people to spread out and not have contact with each other. Because we always affect the negative on others around us. Um, we're taught to affect good, um, but it seems like the stronger and more constant case is that the negative is always uh, brought out. Okay, uh, here's a good one. Cross-dressing. Uh, Deuteronomy 22.5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garments, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Mm. Uh, here's another one. Offering money gained through sinful practices in the house of the Lord. Wow. Um money you won Friday night betting and you put it in the plate listen to what the Lord says about this Deuteronomy 23 18 thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore or the price of a dog into the house of the Lord thy God for any vow for even both these are abomination unto the Lord thy God <laughs> yeah okay just leave that one alone go on uh, taking a woman back after having divorced now I've heard cases where People have done this. They've divorced and kind of grew up a little and, and got back together. Uh, <laughs> according to the Lord, that's, uh, anyway, well, let's read it. Deuteronomy 24, verse 4. Uh, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife after that she is defiled, for that is abomination before the Lord. And thou shalt not cause the land to sin, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. Man, that's unusual there, isn't it? So, again, all of these activities have a common attribute. They are behaviors which arouses God's anger because they contravene his law. In this sense, abomination and rebellion are related. Now, John Gill said this word, I quote, denotes such who are the worst of sinners, given up to sinning, and to every good work reprobate, who are addicted to the worst of crimes, as were the Sodomites and others. The Ethiopic version renders it, who pollute themselves with unnatural lusts. The Syriac and Arabic versions express it by two words, sinners and polluted. Filthy sinners. The character well agrees with Babylon, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, and to all that adhere to her and join with her in her abominable idolatries. Okay, well, what did we do? We covered one in 30 minutes. Uh, let me see what time it is. All right, I got like three minutes. Let me cram one more in here. Murderers. Uh, this is the Greek word phonius, P-H-O-N-E-U-S, which means those who take away the life of a man for any cause but the murder of another. Those who hate their brother in their heart. Did you get that? A murderer. Those who hate their brother in their heart. He's saying here this is not a condition of the brain, 
This is a condition of the heart. Mark 7, 21, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murderers, or murders. Yeah, there we go. So why is there so much senseless murder happening today? Well, God explains it in Romans chapter 1, or Paul explains it, God's words. Romans chapter 1, verse 28 through 32. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they knew, listen, retain means they didn't like to keep it there. They shoved it out of the way. They knew God in their knowledge. They knew of God. They knew the things of God. God gave them over to a reprobate man, mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with an unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Man, that's, wow, okay. All right, we're down to the final minute, so we're going to stop there, and we'll pick up with this next word, whoremongers. Oh, yeah, there's a great word for you, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast today. Um, I ask you to pray for me, pray for the podcast, pray for each other listening to this podcast, pray for your local church, pray for our nation, and pray for the nation of Israel uh, as they start to um, fight back, defend themselves in, in this uh Gaza Strip, and it's probably going to go much further than that, I'm afraid, but as it is, they reserve that right, and they have that right. So, God bless his children. God be with them. Okay, thank you for listening, and I pray that you join me on the next podcast. Have a great day.